Welcome to The Buzz Pod, a monthly podcast produced by the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. This program is made possible by Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2, Banner Bank, Silver Reef Casino Resort, Loomis Trail Golf Course, Phillips 66 Ferndale Refinery. Here's your host, Sasha Sanguinetti. And we welcome in a new presenting sponsor as well. Yes, Birch Bay Library, a very generous supporter of the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. That's yes, Birch Bay Library. In this episode of the BuzzPod, we'll recap our first dive-in movie at the water slides, preview some upcoming titles, we'll also revisit a fun kids' kite day, and look ahead to Rollback Weekend and the Sand Sculpture Competition. Our guests include Chief Jason Vanderveen of North Whatcom Fire and Rescue and Deputy Derek Jones from the Whatcom County Sheriff's Office. That, our featured member of the month, and more coming up on The Buzz Pod. Who knew it was so difficult to find the right bank? I know. It's so confusing. Checking out your banking options? Oh, sounds overwhelming. Enough! With Banner Bank, it's easy to manage your finances, and help is here when you need it. Be gone, Cloud! Oh! Wait, 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 wait! Ah! Thanks, Thanks, Banner Banner Bank. Bank. Woohoo! Yeah! Built for action. Built for banking. Banner Bank. Member FDIC. The natural beauty and recreation in this northwest corner of Whatcom County make it a great place to live and play. The Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2 is your local source for fun. Play pickleball, the fastest growing sport in the world. Go to bbbparkandrec.org for pickleball events this summer. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District is a proud partner of the Chamber of Commerce in providing special events for the community. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation, where the fun happens. Here's the buzz in Birch Bay. I hope you've been able to stay somewhat comfortable during the historic heat wave we've seen here in the Pacific Northwest. Fortunately, it looks like the worst is now behind us. If you do hear some background noise, though, my window is still open to keep that airflow going. Birch Bay, while still very hot, fared much better than many other areas. We saw locals and visitors alike flocking to the beach in search of some refuge from that heat. Speaking of heat relief, it's exciting to see the Birch Bay water slides back in operation for the summer season. They're open 10 to 6 daily through Labor Day, and I know Ian and the crew have worked hard to get the slides ready. They'd love to see you at their place. This segues nicely into our next topic, dive-in movies at the water slides. Our first of eight movies was held June 18th, the night before Kids' Kite Day. More on that later. A nice crowd enjoyed Angry Birds 2. Thank you for sharing the many positive comments. It's always nice to hear that folks enjoyed themselves. Our next movie is July 2nd, the very popular A League of Their Own, starring Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, and Madonna. We've had some people excited about this one. Free popcorn, a nicely stocked concession stand, and the chance to win passes to the water slides. It promises to be a fun night to kick off the holiday weekend. Tickets available at birchbaychamber.com events and also at the gate but based on availability. So it's always a good idea to get those tickets in advance if you're able to make sure you get your spot reserved. Upcoming July movies include La Bamba, a story of Richie Valens. And on the 23rd, we have Who Framed Roger Rabbit on the 30th. So La Bamba on the 23rd, Who Framed Roger Rabbit on the 30th. Again, tickets available at birchbaychamber.com slash events. Our golf cart and bicycle poker runs were a big success in 2020, so we're bringing them back in 2021. Saturday, July 3rd, the first of four this summer. 
Gather more info and register on our website or stop by the Visitor Information Center and we'll get you registered and hooked up. It's a lot of fun and you have a chance to take home some great prizes. Again, the first poker run will be coming up on July 3rd. So much going on and I still have more to tell you about. We'll talk more about the 4th of July with our guests later on in the pod, but a quick reminder, we'd love to have you volunteer for the all-important beach cleanup on July 5th. That's from 9 to noon. Tons of trash removed from the beach every year after the 4th. Uh, Be a part of that process. For more information on how you can help, reach out to us at the Chamber. Hey, Beach Cat Brewing, one of our members, will be holding a Christmas in July event on Sunday, July 18th. Arts and Crafts Festival, Garage Sale, and... This is the part I'm really excited about. A new beer release, a Spruce Tip Pale Ale, appropriately named Christmas in July. Keep an eye on Beach Cat's social media pages for more information. Again, that's Beach Cat Brewing here in Birch Bay. Rollback Weekend and the Sand Sculpture Competition will be held July 24th, 25th. We're still working on finalizing some details, but both days have very accommodating low tides for the sand sculptures. We'll have another poker run on Saturday and look for the annual car show Sunday morning. Be sure and check the birchbaychamber.com website for more details and follow us on Instagram and Facebook as well. We update things uh, pretty much constantly on those social media pages and we always keep our website uh, up to date. A quick reminder, our quick recap of visitor center activities and events this past month. Lots of vacationers and locals alike stopping by to see us at the Information Center. We've heard many kind comments about the publications and brochures that we carry. Credit where credit is due, Maria Trini Torres works hard to make sure these materials are well stocked and up to date. And you'll often see Trini in here on the weekends and on Wednesdays at the Visitor Information Center. Numbers continue to be promising and comparable to 2019. This past month, we've met visitors from as far away as Maine, Georgia, Florida, and Louisiana. We have no idea when the Canadian border will reopen, but we look forward to reuniting reuniting with our friends from the Great White North as well. Kids Kite Day was held Saturday, June 19th at the Vote Community Library property. An estimated six to 700 people showed up and enjoyed some great refreshments served up by the Friends of Birch Bay Library. They also had a book sale that went over very well. Fun games from the Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation Department. They always uh, have fun games and activities for the kids. And each kid received a free kite courtesy of Billy Brown and Tanya Wall with Windermere Real Estate. And speaking of Billy Brown with Windermere Real Estate. Time now to recognize the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce Member of the Month. Billy Brown with Windermere Real Estate is our July Member of the Month. Billy, a former director for the Chamber of Commerce and familiar community face, he's poured lots of time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears into the Birch Bay community. Now, unfortunately, Billy's schedule did not allow for an interview prior to the recording of this podcast. However... Be on the lookout for a special bonus edition of the BuzzPod later this month, where we'll speak with Billy. Again, Billy Brown with Windermere Real Estate, our July Member of the Month. Thanks for all you do for Birch Bay. The Birch Bay BuzzPod. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning Steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination. We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh yeah, we've got those too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. 
Immaculate greens, unrivaled natural beauty, championship caliber conditions. Loomis Trail is the epitome of Northwest golf. With water in play on nearly every hole and tree-lined fairways, Loomis Trail provides a fantastic golf experience for those that want a challenge and those looking for a fun getaway. What round are you up for? Tee times available online at golfloomis.com. Start planning your perfect golf getaway today. Now, more from the BuzzPod. We're joined now by Derek Jones with the Whatcom County Sheriff's Department. First time we've had a chance to talk to you in this uh, in this forum, Derek. And uh, you've been on this job now for about six, seven months, right? Yeah, I started in January. Okay, January 1st. And what do you think so far? What are your early impressions? Oh, I, I love it. It's a great position. I mean, the Sheriff's Office has these neighborhood positions, and um, it's nice to kind of not have to do all the patrol calls all the time, but instead get out and do some community events and, and you know, really connect with the people out here. We'll talk business, uh, police business here in a moment, but tell us about Derek Jones. Uh, well, I, I think I, my dad always told me there's more things to do in life, but um, I always knew I was going to be a cop because he was, and I'm a fourth generation deputy sheriff and uh, really thankful to work here at the sheriff's office. I came up here for school in 06, and like they say, stick around because it's a beautiful community and um, met my wife here and we've got a little 14 month old daughter and start, yeah. started our family here. You were a bicycle cop uh, for a little bit at, at Western Washington, right? Yeah, we did. We rode we rode bikes down there. Did a lot, you know. Learned a lot about this community policing here because Western's such a a good agency with community policing as well. You're the neighborhood deputy for Birch Bay. Tell us a little bit about what that means. And you touched on it a little bit, you know, integrating yourself into the community. But but maybe dive a little deeper into what that title, maybe the history of of that that whole position. Yeah, um, neighborhoods, you know, are designed to try and connect with the community out here and talk about maybe unique problems that um, patrol deputies don't have necessarily time to do. I, I mean, not that deputies don't want to do it. It's just, you know, calls come in and you have to respond to those. Um, so I, I'm able to focus a little bit more on the, the problems here, the crime trends, maybe, you know, even things like, hey, we need a crosswalk here or we would like to do this capture, and help facilitate between meetings and and connect with the community that way. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk a little business now. Um, in Birch Bay, you have a small sample size of just the six, seven months, but um, have you, what, what have you seen? What have you noticed? What's jumped out at you? Well, it's, it's definitely been a strange year and a half for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I think that the big trends out here are a lot of property crime. Um, you know, we have a transient community that comes from Canada and, and with this last year, it's been difficult for them to get down, if at all. And, um, you know, the sheriff's office is concerned that when they do start coming down, they're going to be finding some of their things missing or burglarized or, or things like that. So, you know, we hope that still continuing, if people see strange things at their neighbor's house, they know it's, they're not there or can't come down and give us a call. And we, you know, that's what I do. I'll come check out, check out the house. You know, I think people are, I don't know if it's blinders, they choose not to see, or maybe it's just not as rampant as you see it in the big cities, but people sometimes tend to get complacent and lulled to sleep when they live in a small community or a rural community like Birch Bay or Blaine and, and think that there's not as much going on as maybe say in a Bellingham or Seattle, Tacoma, but that that's really kind of dangerous thinking, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you see on the news a lot when something happens and they go, well, we never thought it could happen here. And, you know, it's, you don't want to be paranoid, but you want to be prepared. And, you know, things can happen anywhere. And that's why we have a police force is so that we can come check and talk to people. You know, I'm, 
I was described once to me by one of my trainers that, you know, we're paid to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. And so if that's coming to talk to someone who's walking around and just say, hey, what's going on tonight, whether they need help or whether they're doing something illegal, you know. Officer Jones, 4th of July coming up, <laughs> you know, um, we released this podcast on the first of the month. So in a couple of days, um, what are your biggest concerns? What message from the neighborhood deputy would you want to get out to the public regarding SWB the 4th of July? Audio capture, well, it looks like registered. though the border's not going to be open, so it's still, you know, might not be as busy as we were thinking it could be. But, um, you know, our, our biggest recommendation from the sheriff's office, just be safe. I mean, you know, obviously it's going to be fun and everybody loves the 4th of July, but be careful with the fireworks, where you're pointing them, you know, make sure you're, you don't use the illegal ones out here and, and, you know, really just try to be courteous. People have had a hard year and, you know, we're all in this together and we'd hope that, you know, everyone practices a little patience with each other. And you do ramp things up in Birch Bay. I mean, it's not just a couple of officers. I know there's usually a team of people of officers out here just making sure, and again, it's, it's to make sure everybody's having a good time. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously we have discretion and we, you know, try to choose when and how to enforce laws and, and what is the best to do. Cause obviously there's a lot to say about educating people as well, but, um, it's difficult when people are being unsafe. It, it's a little bit easier for us to enforce things when you say, Hey, you're really affecting other people around you. So right. I know I've worked with uh, groups of law enforcement uh, officers before, and I've always found that it, remember that they're human beings. You guys are human beings. I think a lot of people see you as robots sometimes and yeah, but really you like to have fun and, and, and get out and enjoy yourself too. So, Hey, laughing, joking, having a good time is, 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 is all okay. You encourage that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all, you know, we're all deputies. We're not saints. <laughs> right. And we all live and work in the community and, you know, we chose to work here and, you know, part, a lot of us chose to not work federally like FBI or something because we want to do local law enforcement and affect the communities that we live in. So, this is the, all the, all of this matters to us out here. Deputy Jones, check in with us uh, as we continue to do this podcast over the next couple of years. If there's things you want to address, you're an open invite. I appreciate it. The Birch Bay Buzz Pod. We're joined now by Chief Jason Vanderveen of North Whatcom Fire and Rescue. And uh, Chief Vanderveen, certainly an interesting time over the last year um, as we move into what's now the second half of 2021, which is hard to believe for sure. It, um, you know, some interesting things are going to be on the plate. We'll talk to that in a minute, uh, about that in a minute, because what prompted this discussion was, was Prop 2021-3. But I want to talk a little bit about North Whatcom Fire and Rescue first. And, and just, you know, there, there's the obvious things that you do, um, but you and I were talking before uh, we officially started recording about kind of your territory and the geography and, the, and what you cover. Tell us just the basics of, of North Whatcom Fire and Rescue. Sure. Thanks for having me, first off. Yeah. Uh, so North Whatcom is, is a little over 150 square miles. So we cover the communities of Blaine, Birch Bay, Delta, um, up on H Street Road, across all the way to the Northwood area, northeast of Linden, and down south through Laurel and the Guide Meridian area. What are the biggest challenges in covering a geography that size? So the biggest challenges are that we're within North Whatcom, we have three staff stations. So uh, you can see that there's, we have stations in Blaine, we have station in Birch Bay, and we have station in Laurel. Uh, we have really strong partnerships with the city of Linden Fire Department that um, we respond mutual aid and automatic aid back and forth for each other, uh, as well as Bellingham Fire. 
but just the distance we have to travel sometimes is there's there can be a long distance. The other thing that we have problems with is concurrent calls, especially in the Blaine and Birch Bay area. About 35 to 40 percent of the time, we have uh, simultaneous calls happening in Blaine or in Birch Bay, or we'll have multiple calls in Blaine or multiple calls in Birch Bay, and we're just tapped for units. We're, we're out of units. Um, so that can make for some interesting um, kind of shuffling, you know, shuffling of personnel oh, and apparatus. And, and even with the four stations, when you have calls on separate sides, and I, I just imagine it, 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 it's just kind of a, a challenge just that big of a geography one quarter to the other yeah. it, it is it is it is uh, um, it's definitely a chess game and the crews uh, the company officers are great at kind of watching and keeping a pulse on what's going on and say moving up halfway say if if things on the west side of the district kind of explode um, we'll, we'll shuffle some units to kind of be ready for that next call while still you know kind of maintaining coverage in our area it's it's an interesting game it's an interesting kind of tetris i guess you'd say north whatcom fire and rescue that pretty much says what you do but is there anything that maybe you do or on on a regular or semi-regular basis that maybe people wouldn't be aware of or, or know that you do? Or is there any, you, you see in the movies, getting cats out of trees, you know, they right. call the fire. Right. Yeah. Is, is there anything that maybe you do on a small scale or even a larger scale that, that maybe people don't know that you do? Um, you know, I hate to say we do it all, but we do, we do, we do it all. It's, um, you know, if someone's got a smoke detector that's chirping, that's, that's too far, you know, too tall, they don't have a ladder for it or, you know, maybe they're getting to the age where climbing up on a on a twelve foot step ladder isn't isn't something they want to do anymore. You know, they'll they'll call the the office and we'll have a crew go out and um, call permitting time permitting. They'll go out and help them. You know, replace a smoke detector battery. Mm -hmm. Or we have gone to to wildlife. I won't even say cats. We've gone to wildlife in a tree. Uh, last year we had a duck that had gotten tangled up in some fishing line and then got wrapped in a tree mm -hmm. and the crews went out and and saved the duck you know cut the cut the fishing line free from the duck and and got it got it loose so um really it's it's an interesting job it's um you know we help with just anything you can think of it's uh you know leaking uh fuel cans leaking fuel uh Containers like uh, tanks and that type of thing. Right. Yeah, or, yeah. Know, gas tanks on a car. You know, somebody right. will be driving on the road and they hit a hit a piece of metal and it pierces the the their car uh, gas tank. Yeah. And, you know, the crews will help with that. So we just we just really try to do everything and 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 the the guys and gals that work for us, we we live by the golden rule. You know, we treat others how we want to be treated. We try to put ourselves in the shoes of the person that called us. It may not seem like an emergency to us because of what we've done for our career, but it certainly is to that person. And we try to show empathy and, and sympathy and, and kind of come alongside them and help them solve the problem that they called us with. I imagine that can be a little bit difficult I, because I, I'm sure after doing a job like this, you see some great things, but you also see some things that are a little rough. And I, I imagine you get calloused after a while or you try, you try maybe not to get too calloused. And I think what you said in the end there, that's, that's what it is, is we work really hard at not, you know, holding each other accountable, not getting calloused. Yeah. And, um, you know, does it, uh, does it, you know, I think our spouses probably get the worst of it. <laughs> right. You know, uh, because we put on our best face for the public when we're working. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, we hold each other accountable not to, not to kind of get grumpy and, and things like that. And, um, 
And, you know, different people connect with, with different, you know, everybody connects with someone different. And maybe if it's uh, not Lieutenant Smith's day to, to deal with Mrs. Jones on a very, very good level, uh, you know, Firefighter Edwards will come in and say, hey, LT, I got this. And, mm-hmm. and we'll, just, uh, we'll just come alongside that person and help them solve whatever problem, no matter how big, how small it is. And so they can go on with their day and, and hopefully be satisfied by the service we provide. How many people do you have on staff? We have 50 firefighters. Okay. So Is that enough? Uh, not right now. We're actually hiring right now. Okay. We're looking for lateral firefighters, so someone that's been in in the career for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I anticipate that next year we will be hiring entry-level firefighters again based on um, some, some things coming up like the levy. Well, yeah, that leads us uh, kind of into our, our next point of discussion. Everybody expects a certain level of service, especially when it's coming from a public entity or, right. you know, an entity that receives tax funds. Yep. And uh, North Whatcom Fire and Rescue obviously does. But you want to offer a certain level of service as well to the community. That's, it's a sense of duty. That's why you guys do what you do. Right. Um, and this levy, um, this Prop 2021-3, is very important. Explain, explain what's coming up. Explain what needs to be discussed about that. Okay, yeah, so Prop 2021-3 is a ballot measure that the commissioners, uh, the elected commissioners, put on, uh, put on the ballot asking the, the taxpayers to raise our levy rate to $1.45. Our levy rate is currently $1.15, so it's a big raise. We understand that and we appreciate that. All of us are taxpayers as well. Um, the history of how we got here, just really quick, the district has not asked the taxpayers for a levy increase in 12 years. Um, 12 years ago, it was turned down by the, by the taxpayers. So our last actual increase was 13 years ago. Um, it is now down, it was, it was $1.50. And based on government calculations uh, and <laughs> tax, you know, tax, um, tax assessments and uh, kind of a, a complicated thing that I, I can't explain right now. Yeah, we don't have we all don't that. Have yeah. that. We don't have yeah. that time. And I actually wouldn't be the guy to do it. But our levy rate has gone from $1.50 to $1.15. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are asking to bring it back up to $1.45. Um, this continues. This would continue to fund the services we have today and some additional services. It also funds apparatus replacement. Um, so that means not coming back to the voters and asking for... Uh, additional mm-hmm. monies for you know fire engines or ladder trucks or or water tenders or ambulances or anything um, it funds um, keeps keeping our employees um, and one thing I would like to, to add here is that as you know we've all gone through some tough times you know particularly the downturn of 08 um, and mm-hmm. and then coronavirus and things like that I would like to, to say um, a thank you to our employees in the past um, in the recent past, they have gone years, multiple years with, they have negotiated 0% wage increase, as well as uh, there was a year where they were gonna have to, we were gonna have to lay off firefighters. That was, that was not me, that was a different administration, but it was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And the employees voted to give back a wage increase, a negotiated wage increase, in order to keep all the firefighters on the floor working for the citizens because they recognized that that was the most important thing that the boots on the ground are what actually, you know, people call 911, they don't want to see a fire right. chief, they don't want to see an administrator, they want to see a firefighter. So they, the employees voted themselves a wage decrease in order to keep everybody working. Um, 
And, and obviously, we wouldn't be sitting here talking if this wasn't needed. Um, you know, I think it's fair to note that you and I are meeting at the station uh, near the corner of Enterprise and uh, Birch Bay Linden Road because it's quieter here. You told me that if I actually sat down and met you at your office, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation because it's too busy. The phones are always ringing. The people are always moving. So you guys, it's not like you're just sitting around idle. Things are going on constantly. This is something that's needed. Yes. Yeah. The, so in, in the past 10 years, our call volume has gone up 54%. So uh, I spoke about concurrent calls in Blaine and Birch Bay. You know, 10 years ago, that wasn't really a thing. Now, mm-hmm. th- that's happening on a day, multiple times in a day. It's, it's amazing to watch the cycle of calls and how they go. Uh, one thing that this levy would provide, I talked about some benefits to the levy and what, what um, service level improvements that, that mm-hmm. the taxpayers would be getting out of raising the levy to the levy rate to a dollar forty-five, and one of those is a twelve-hour aid car that would be stationed in the Semiamu area, that would call that would respond to calls within Blaine and Birch Bay, to be that extra unit so that um, we don't have out of service times or we don't have to have a aid car coming from fire district seven in the Ferndale area Mm -hmm. or from the, our aid car that's in Laurel coming 20 minutes to the city of Blaine. Um, so quicker service for Blaine, Birch Bay, quicker service for Blaine, Samyamu and Birch Bay. Um, one thing that's interesting about the geography of, uh, North Whatcom is that on two corners, we we're, we're painted into a corner in, in Blaine and Birch Bay. We've got the water on one side and the Canadian border on the other. So there's no help coming from, you know, coming from either coming corner. from the west or the right. north, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're kind of like I said, we're painted into a corner. So uh, we really have to provide our own backup mm-hmm. in that area. And this dollar forty five allows us, like I said, to put on to start with an eight a.m. to eight p.m. aid car at Station sixty two, which is in Semiamu. Um, and the residents of Semiyama, I know for years, have wanted that station to be staffed, and this will finally crack that surface. Um, one of the other things that this levy rate does is it allows us to put on battalion chiefs, which in the fire service industry is kind of our next step based on the size of our geography and our call volume. Um, between the three stations, we're running a little over 5,000, about 5,500 calls a year. So you can you can imagine how busy they are. And... Um, the battalion chief allows for a 24-hour supervisor that's really integrated with the crew and is um, able to coordinate the movements better uh, because they are on duty with those with those stations and they're traveling between those stations and they know the players and they are, you know, right now I currently, myself and uh, division chief operations, will do that, um, you know, on the weekends and at nights, we do mm-hmm. it from home. Um, because we we do like to go home, <laughs> right? But uh, but yeah, we're we're doing that from home, and uh, to have a twenty four hour a shift commander is really is going to elevate our service to the next level, um, along with that with that that part time aid car, the twelve hour aid car. Um, as I said as well, it, this funds all needed capital improvements, with the exception of large building projects, um, which we would. Um, you know, we don't see have on the horizon right now. So this this fully funds us for the next six years is what we're looking at. And and one of the things that the commissioners and I, as we were going through and looking at the financial history of North Whatcom and kind of decisions that have been made in the past is that 12 years has been way too long to wait to go to the mm-hmm. voters. And this was pretty, uh, it's, 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 unfortunately it's been poor planning. Um, and so this is our, 
this is a you know we're going to kind of we're going to make a commitment to the voters that we're not going to wait 12 years ever again right this needs to be you know smaller increases or smaller resets if not even an increase a smaller reset is a much more that's a better way to deal with the public to keep them informed and let them know what's going on um one of the nice things about this um, levy process has been that we have done really a frame-off restoration of the fire district finances. Um, we've had we've brought in some consultants that have that are um, you know really respected here in Western Washington that have a lot of experience with, with municipal finance and helped us build out. And that's how we arrived at a dollar forty-five. Is is had us built out exactly how we get you know what do we need? Mm-hmm. You know we don't need a dollar forty-six. You know, we can go to a dollar fifty by state statute, um, but we don't need a dollar fifty. We need a dollar forty-five, and that gives us the working capital at the at, you know the, the money we need at the end of the at the end of the levy period, mm-hmm. just enough, not more, not less. Right. So we we feel like this is a responsible ask for the citizens. Responsible. That was that was the word yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. And and again, I want to go back and say. You know, people, well, this is just the start of the floodgates opening. No, you guys have planned this out. I think that's a very important point, and you're not going to come back and try to get back into the pockets of the taxpayers no. anytime soon. And no. that's that's very important point. Un- un- yeah, and, and in coronavirus land, it's kind of, you know, how do we go out and... and, and educate and educate and let people know what we're, what we're asking for. Um, you know, one of the things uh, uh, I am probably transparent to a fault. I might be setting myself up for a, for a, um, a lot of work here, but I would encourage people to call the fire district office, ask to speak to me. I will spend whatever time I can. I cannot push you. I cannot advocate for this. Mm-hmm. That's not my job. But my right. job is to inform people what we're asking for and what are the benefits, what are the pros, what are the cons. Absolutely. Um, and I would be happy to sit down and show folks, uh, you know, this giant spreadsheet we've got of this is the money we're going to take in and this is exactly how we're going to spend it, whether it's in, um, you know, whether it's for employees' wages, whether it's for maintenance of things, whether it's for um, capital purchases like, you know, fire engines, which, you know, we, we just bought a fire engine. It's, they're $650,000, yeah. on the low end, you know, uh, and, um, and there's all a lot. It's interesting. A lot of these things are tied in together. Um, government is interesting. Uh, we give ourselves um, unfunded mandates all the time. Right. Um, in order to keep your prop, your um, insurance low, low, we have to keep you know equipment at a certain age or less. Mm-hmm. And um, you know a ladder truck is a million and then a million you know one point two five million dollars. Wow. Um, but if we don't have one our public takes a hit on their insurance. So there's a circle of life it's, here. Yeah. It's this, yeah, I'm not sure whose life. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, what I mean? maybe that's the wrong term to maybe, use, yeah, but exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure who's doing who a favor, but it, but it's, it's just the way that the system works and we're trying to work within it as responsible and as transparent as we can be. And, and yeah. that's what we really want people to know is that look, our, our books are open. Our doors are open whatever, you know, these are your, these are your fire trucks. These are your fire stations. Um, these are your firefighters. Right. You know, yep. Um, yeah. Get in touch with chief Jason Vanderveen, North Whatcom fire and rescue. This podcast is released on the 1st of July. So we'd be remiss if we didn't talk 
about the upcoming 4th of July holiday, which is always a very big deal in Birch Bay, but it does bring with it some some interesting factors in that it's not really an organized event. It's just something that people show up and do. And there's some inherent risks with that, obviously, even if it is an organized event, but especially uh, with, with, with Birch Bay and the way it's set up. People are generally very responsible, but uh, we've all heard the cliche, it only takes one, right? right. Yeah. And so as we go into the 4th of July, and I'm talking specifically Birch Bay, Blaine, but really anywhere that anybody's listening yep. to this, uh, what's, what's the message from a fire chief? The message from a, the fire chief is be safe, have fun, and be safe. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, you know, I understand that we're all, we've all felt cooped up recently mm-hmm. and um, you know there's questions now as to whether the border is going to open which would be great I know there's a lot of Canadians that um, own property in Birch Bay that are yeah. you know that have desperately wanting to get down and see their properties and make sure that um, for those of you that have been helping your Canadian neighbors out with things like mowing mowing the yards mowing fields thank you very much mm-hmm. that's not something we can do uh, we just don't have the staff to do it but um, those of you that have been helping your na- your Canadian neighbors I think personally, thank you. Uh, it's been cutting down on some of the, the wildfire risk. So for 4th of July, uh, first off, I'd encourage you to come visit our website. There will be, um, we will have uh, items, safe and sane fireworks, what's legal, what's not, uh, some information. I know one of the big questions we always get is about the, the Chinese lanterns um, and how those are able to be used. They need to be tethered uh, because they really are just floating incendiary grenades kind of hanging out in Birch Bay. And more than that, they litter. And that's, you know, we don't want the wildlife getting getting caught up in those things. And, um, yeah, Birch, Birch Bay and Fourth of July, uh, it's, it's a fun, it's kind of a come-as-you-are organic event. Uh, we always staff up, and sometimes we, the guy, uh, everybody's real busy, sometimes it's not. Um, but the big thing is just, just be safe, be smart, um, you know, protect your kids, uh, give them age-appropriate fireworks to deal with, please. Um, but uh, once again, I would direct you back to our website. There'll be a message from the fire marshal, directions as to what kind of um, fireworks are legal in the state of Washington um, and the hours that you can use them in. And then the other thing I would ask is that um, if you do if you do, do fireworks uh, on Birch Bay, and I know everybody's excited to use the new berm. It's beautiful. Um, great job, Whatcom County Public Works. That looks, it looks mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, please clean up your mess. Uh, yes. That would be a big, you know, there, there are organized cleanups on July 5th. Um, and I would encourage you, if you go out and, and use the berm, please show up on the 5th and help clean it up. Um, and remember that, that both law enforcement and fire were on your side. We want you to have fun. We want you to to get out and enjoy the, the holiday with your families, but um, know that we have a job to do. Both law enforcement and, and fire have a job to do. And if we ask you to stop or uh, just halt your activities for, for just a bit so we can do our thing, please, please be respectful and allow us to do that. But most of all, just have fun and be safe. Can't think of a better way to end this conversation. Chief, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Sasha, right. for having me. The Birch Bay Buzz Pod. Well, we've certainly covered a lot of ground in this month's episode, and we still have more ground to cover. Yeah, be on the lookout for a special edition of the Birch Bay Buzz Pod, which will be coming out a little bit later this month when we finally get a chance to talk with our member of the month, Billy Brown, with Windermere Real Estate. A very sincere thank you to our guests, Chief Jason Vanderveen of North Whatcom Fire and Rescue, as well as uh, Deputy Derek Jones 
from the Whatcom County Sheriff's Department. A reminder, three dive-in movies this month. We have a poker run on the 3rd, and of course that all-important beach cleanup on the 5th of July, beginning at 9 a.m. You can meet right here at the Chamber Office and Visitor Information Center. Rollback uh, weekend and sand sculpture competition will be July 24th and 25th. We'll also have a fun dive-in movie on that Friday, the 23rd, La Bamba, the story of Richie Valens, one of my favorite movies from the 80s. Uh, the Berm Task Force is uh, wanting community comment on uh, what kind of direction they should give to Whatcom County as far as use of the Berm facility and the Berm Promenade. Uh, we had a community forum via Zoom this last month in June, and we're going to be holding another one on Thursday, July 29th at 6.30. Again, this one will be via Zoom. If you'd like to get your comments in on, on the Berm, uh, we invite you to join us on that Zoom call. Be watching our social media pages, and you can always check the Birch Bay Chamber website for more information. That uh, website is birchbaychamber.com. Phillips 66 Ferndale Refinery, Banner Bank, Silver Reef Casino, and Loomis Trail Golf Course. Yes, Birch Bay Library, and Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2. All sponsors that make this podcast possible. Have a fun and safe 4th of July, and as always, join in the fun in Birch Bay. This has been the BuzzPod, a monthly presentation of the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. 